Flushing girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Oh, Mr. Sheffield. It's a podcast about a TV show that's not on anymore that we're re-watching. It's called The Nanny, and it's from the 90s, and it stars Fran Drescher. And I'm going to keep figuring out ways <laughs> to put the word and into these sentences. I am Shondi Pasquale, your host, and I'm with... Toria Sheffield. And we're, this is... What is it? A podcast about the nanny. I said that already. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say what episode. This oh, is right. <laughs> we 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 don't record in the same room, nor do we listen to each other while we record. We're also we also were on a little bit of a break, so we're we're rusty again. Yeah, we're rusty. Uh, this is season three, episode nine, "The Two Mrs. Sheffields," directed by Dorothy Lyman and written by a, a bunch of people. No. <laughs> It may have only had one writer. Just kidding. It was written by Diane Wilk. <laughs> yes. And The Two Mrs. Sheffields, it's a name for the 1947 uh, movie, The Two Mrs. Carols. And this puts some credence into your theory, Sean, that Mr. Sheffield killed his first wife so that he could marry <laughs> Fran because that is the plot of that movie. See? Yep, They're yep, teasing yep. us with it. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> what if that's what the reboot show is? The the it's oh my god, it's basically like you but the nanny. Yeah. Yes. It Ugh. starts with Mr. Sheffield getting out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> and it's narrated just like you too. Yeah, and we find out that like after the nanny show, they got married and he once again he struck again and killed her and now he's got two widows. I don't but- I don't like it at all. I'm not I don't like any of this actually. I take it all back. Okay, so this episode though that we're talking about that we're here today to do, this is the episode The Two Mrs. Sheffields and of course that's referring to Mrs. Mom Sheffield, which is a terrifying woman that we get to meet in this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His judgmental mother Elizabeth. Um and then the second Mrs. Sheffield is I guess Fran mm-hmm. in the, in all of this. Yes, because you know? this is this is the episode where Mr. Sheffield's mother comes to visit, and then to sort of uh, spite her, he proposes to Fran, and yeah. and we see the repercussions of that play out. Um, and this this starts in a flower shop. Um, Fran is picking up a bouquet of tulips, and then a stately English woman enters the shop, played by the actress Dina Merrill. Um, and who, is that who that was? I didn't even rec- like, I didn't have no idea who this lady was. Did you? I didn't, no, I had to Google it, but that's okay. just probably dates us. That dates us. Mm. Um, and basically Fran wants to get this bouquet of white tulips. The English woman also does. And they literally start fighting over it. And Fran goes, you know, Hey, I'm supposed to get this for my boss's mother. And I want to impress the old bag. <laughs> um, so, you know, you kind of. <laughs> Already get the sense, uh-oh, this might be Mr. Sheffield's mother. But um, yeah. the, the other thing is they had a really funny that girl bit in this opening where the when uh, Mr. Sheffield's mom walks in and is like, oh, do you have any white tulips? And the store clerk is like, oh, yeah, we have one, um, but someone already has it, that girl. And it points yeah. to Fran, freeze frame, and she's literally like – lifting up the pot to like look for a price and just smiles right at the camera, um, mm-hmm. which is a reference to 
was that girl? A, I think it was a '60s it was sitcom. A '60s. It, this was such a weird moment, though, because they never do stuff like this. You know, it, it was, was like it, so weird. I was like, "What's?" I, I was so. I was like, "What's happening? Did I miss something?" I had to rewind <laughs> it because I thought I missed like something more setting it up and then i had to google what why it was even happening and then i was like oh this is a natural reference this is i think though again sort of as we saw in the season premiere like we're seeing more of like the writers getting a little more expansive and creative and maybe actually like a little just weirder and zanier as they get more creative freedom which i actually really appreciate um i do think it's funny though that the nanny getting more um, creative freedom also kind of looks like Family Guy more and more. <laughs> it like, does, right? Like Where it's just guy. like cutaways. <laughs> yeah, but which and hey, no, no disrespect. I actually love Family Guy, and I'm really enjoying these. Yeah. But it, it is tonally like shifting a little bit. Like I think we're yeah. seeing that. Yeah, it's become like a more a much more zany comedy mm-hmm. than uh-huh. like a straightforward sitcom about like a nanny like mm-hmm. it's like this kind of stuff like fourth wall breaking and stuff it's it's very weird but i don't hate it so no no i think it's actually really refreshing considering like most sitcoms of this time were where they really were not doing anything like that in sitcoms like when you no. actually put it in the context of like every other like you know friends like you imagine i and i can understand a little bit better now why um why the reaction at the time was like oh the nanny's like we got weird in the last few seasons but like i actually i'm with you i kind of like it like i Mm -hmm. like that this show just gets like weird I agree. I agree. I think it speaks to, I mean, our sensibilities way more than just a conventional, like, you know, the big bang theory or something. Um, so, but so Fran, uh, through her wits and trickery gets the bouquet of white tulips. And then we cut to the mansion. Um, and oh, I should say she actually locks this older English woman in a in freezer. The <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yeah. So that's how she gets out. Yeah. So then we go back to the mansion and we establish that Mr. Sheffield is super anxious because his mother is coming to visit and she criticizes every single thing about his life. Um, and so she actually arrives when Fran is out of the room. Like I think she's upstairs getting changed. Yeah. And this the second his mother, Elizabeth, gets there. It's just like little digs. It's like yeah. things about his career. Niles isn't dressed well enough for the help. Um, and then <laughs> worst of all, she clearly loves Cece. And she and Cece get along like famously. Um, so which which is already always like a red flag with a person. <laughs> which leads to a great Niles line where he goes, he leans into Mr. Sheffield and he just goes, shall I poison them at dinner, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and then Mr. Sheffield, he goes, Oh gosh, Niles! No, he like he seems like outraged, and he goes, "That's still three hours away." Yeah, <laughs> like it's just, um, like it's- also my Elizabeth, who watched this episode with me uh, last night, uh, really liked her skirt and uh, Fran's skirt and turtleneck ensemble in this scene. She wanted me oh, to know. Yeah. She, she really like she was like made me pause it and take a screenshot so that we, she could look for it online. Like true, yeah, truly, Fran Drescher and her stylist, who I would love to have on it. Uh, we reached out to her. They like they have they have the last laugh. Like time has shown that like yeah. Fran was dressed usually so cool. Like it's so in right now. It's so in. Later. I mean, Elizabeth was like that look is like so in right now. It looks fantastic. You know, she's like it's so funny too because that whole scene they're kind of like you you know 
Mr. Shepherd's like, you can't wear that around my mother. And <laughs> Elizabeth's like, it's so weird because she's wearing a turtleneck and stockings and a long sleeve. <laughs> it's just like, like it's because it's a mini skirt. It's just because um, it's, it's like she's got stockings on. So you don't even see her legs or any, well, you know, or anything. But then she does make a, a point that I think was very it was very valid at the time. She was like, oh, as if you Brits have style. She's like, newsflash, the royal wedding photo looked like mama's family, which it did. Like the, I, don't, the Br- I didn't get that reference. What does that okay. mean? Well, do you know the show Mama's Family? I do, and I so, know what the royal wedding is, but okay. I don't know. Was there a specific photo? So, yes. You know, at, at these royal weddings, there are obviously like official photos. And I mean, the, the British royal family for years and even now, like – they dress so, so conservatively and they're not – No, I mean, actually it's changing a little because of like Kate Middleton and all that. But they used to look like straight up frumpy and conservative. Like they were <laughs> – there was just no room for anything creative or innovative or interesting in your style. It was like truly like heinous looking. If you – I mean, I'll, I'll send you a real – a picture of it. But it's like, right. you know, no, it's – it was – it's nothing you would look towards for like – um the front lines of fashion, right? Okay. It's, it's yeah. like oh, it's it's like grandma, grandma. So that's Even, what she's making fun of. There is just that he looks. Um, well, just that, like, who are who are you, an English person, <laughs> to tell me that like right. this isn't like cool? Because like the English royal family look like like literally like crap. <laughs> yeah, like they like, but they're dressing in the styles of forty years ago still. Um. So, but anyway, so long tangent to say, Fran looks. Fine, and and I said fine like F I O N E because it sort of didn't really accentuate that. So just Fran looks fine didn't really communicate what I meant. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Um, But so she looked great, and then um, we also established that, or we find out that Mister Sheffield's father was clearly like a philanderer who cheated on his mom a lot with like secretaries because she makes some little joke as well. She's like, oh, you look just like your father. The only thing that's missing is your naked secretary in your bed. Yep. Um, and then we have this really great moment. Um, I oh, actually the, got this. The French door far scene. Yes. Yes. It was so well directed. Um, and very, I love this. I, I love, uh, I'm a big sucker for French door mm-hmm. So it was like this great scene where you basically get, Fran and the and and Max's mom, Mr. Sheffield's mom, walking in and out of the same room and missing each other by seconds. So like Fran comes downstairs and the mom's like, I have to go to the restroom. And then the mom comes out of the restroom just as Fran's like, oh, I forgot something upstairs. And she runs upstairs and then the, his mother walks outside as Fran comes back downstairs again. And then Fran goes into the bathroom and the mother and walks in. It's effect, so good. The effect being that we as the audience know that these two characters have had a really horrible encounter earlier in the day, right. but they still have not right. met each other and like discovered who the other person is. So right. we're like, ah, the whole time. And then this was, I really laughed out loud. Finally, Fran opens the door, the front door, just as Mrs. Mrs. Sheffield is walking back in and she literally is like, you followed me home, you psycho. Like, like, <laughs> like, get out of here, you fruitcake and slams the door in her face and then turns around to Mr. Sheffield, who's like mouth is a gape. And she's like, do you know who that weirdo was? And he's like, yes, uh, my mother. <laughs> and I just wrote like, they, they really set that up and knocked it down so well. Yeah. They killed it. They absolutely yeah. killed it for yeah. sure. It's uh, very, very funny. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the next scene is it go. We then cut to the kitchen later in the day. 
or maybe several days later, but Mr. Sheffield's mom and Cece are in the kitchen and they've clearly gone shopping with Maggie and they have dressed her identically to Cece. Yeah, um, which, which we always say they look like mother and daughter and they looked even more like mother and daughter in that scene. Yeah, I mean, they were dressed like twins, which creates the great payoff of Mr. Sheffield walking in the room and going, oh, Maggie, like, take that outfit off. You look 50. <laughs> yeah. Of course, uh, like, it makes you look 50, which is, of course, a huge dig to Cece. But after Maggie and Mr. Sheffield leave, Cece and the elder Mrs. Sheffields, they start gossiping about Fran. Yeah, they immediately start to start to shit talk Fran. Yes. And like, you know, Cece, of course, who's very opportunistic, she's like, well, I don't want to say anything, but she's a low-life gold digger. Yeah. Um, and the mom's like, well, it'll be fine. Like, Maxwell would never fall for that kind of trollop. I mean, if he's anything like his father, and then like her voice trails off, and they both look incredibly worried. So we establish that Mr. Sheffield's mother is pretty suspicious that something's going on between his her son and Fran, and she does not think that that is in any way appropriate. Um, so she then, like, cuts to – sorry, she then goes into his office um, specifically to talk to him about how she thinks that Fran is not a good influence on – uh, his children and that right. he should let her go. And it's funny because he at first is like, what do you mean she has too much influence on the children? At which point um, Madeline Zima, who plays Gracie, comes walking in dressed in full face of makeup. Yeah, cosplaying oh, Fran, basically. Yes. And she goes, Daddy, who am I? Ha, let's play doctor. Are you single? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but like, okay, so but leading up to that, though, we also have this weird beat where – um. He says something about he's trying to defend Fran to his mother, and he goes, "Miss Fine always comes into my office and sits by my desk on the corner of my desk in one of her outfits," which is such a weird thing to share. Of like, yeah, she always dresses sexy and sits on my desk. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there was this. It was this moment where basically, um, he goes, she. The mother is criticizing him for like not um, wearing a suit jacket or something in the middle of the day. Yeah. And he's like, well, he's like, it's hot in my office. And then Fran goes, I don't remember going in there. Yeah. And, then, and then he kind of like, they both giggle and chuckle. And then he tries to explain the joke by being like, you know, Miss Fine comes in in her outfits and she sits on my desk. But I do agree. The fact that they outwardly acknowledge that she makes him horny during, it's, during a work day. And I'm to like, his mother, it's so weird. It's just like – and it's also like what outfits? That's just her clothes. It's not like she dresses up in special like maid outfits for him. No, but she – I would say though she dresses – she dresses very sexually. She dresses provocatively. She's, she's a sexy dresser, you know, and then she does, she does get up on that desk and those shirts – those, those skirts, they ride up pretty high. Oh my goodness. Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm just. <laughs> um, we also get this beat. Uh, this was also before the, the Gracie thing. We get this beat where Mr. Sheffield, Niles comes into Mr. Sheffield's office and he goes, Mr. Sheffield, I have urgent word. Your mother is leaving at once. And Mr. Sheffield's like, really? And he's like, ah, gotcha, April Fools. And then Mr. Sheffield's like, oh. And then he's like, oh. Man, anyway, that's fine because I haven't heard from Cece in hours. I'm worried she's gone missing. And Niles is like, oh, really? And he goes, he goes, April Fools to the second power, which yeah, is the yeah. nerdiest thing. Well, ever. that 
was a very like it brought me back because to the second power is what you like was the schoolyard taunt where it's yes. like you're dumb to the second power. Yes, it was amazing. <laughs> it was great, and as as we said, um, I think in the episode that aired, uh, well. It aired last week to us. It'll be like six weeks ago to the listener. Mr. Sheffield's at his best when he's being totally juvenile. Yes. <laughs> and like self-satisfied. Um, but so But um, also when they're reminding us that he's like he's like a British schoolboy, you know? Yes, he fools to the second power. It's like uh-huh. he doesn't go hard. He's such a like a dork. It's yes, so cute. he's such a dork. I know. Oh, I love it. But yeah. so um so we're so Maggie come or sorry, Gracie came running in doing her best friend impersonation and skips out. <laughs> and then um, so this then his mom is like, I know something's going on between you two, and like I won't allow it. He goes, Wait a minute, what do you mean you won't allow it? And she's like, Well, I'd be forced to disinherit you. She's not of our class. And he's like, that's absurd. At which point Fran comes running in with a plate and goes, Oh my God. Hello, Dolly spelled out in SpaghettiOs. I poured it right out of the can like this. And she goes, Is that spooky or what? And then she just like, (laughs) I did love that. Me too. Uh, Yeah. um, It was just a great, again, set it up, knock him down moment. Um, And then, though, Mr. Sheffield is still. Well, it would have been an easy place for like a Fran isn't, is like classless joke, like a crude joke, but it's funny that they just went with like, her being amused by something in her spaghetti. I'm like, yes. But like genuinely thinking like, is this a sign? Yeah. And like, um, look how cool. Yeah. It was actually adorable. It was. Um, but so, uh, you know, then Mr. Sheffield, who is outraged that his mother was actively forbidding him to do something, goes, oh, yeah. Well, what do you think about this? And he turns to Fran and he's like, Miss Fine, will you marry me? Yeah. And she's like, what? What? I have to think. Uh, yes. And then they they dip into a very passionate kiss, much to Mrs. Sheffield's horror. Um, and then we cut back to Mr. Sheffield's office, like after a commercial break. And he's now in the office just with Niles. Mm-hmm. And he literally like is has his head in his hands and is like ringing them. <laughs> and he's so like, he's like, oh God. He's like, what have I done? He's like, I, I dragged poor Miss Fine into my family drama just because like I was trying to defy my mother's wishes. Like that, I, like that was horrible. And he's like, what do I do? And Niles just goes, I guess you'll have to marry her. You'll honeymoon in France. Like he just, and he like hands her, like he hands him like literally a brochure. Cause now it's so clear that Niles has already planned for their he wants honeymoon. This. Yeah, he, he wants he, this. And and he's like, well, there's nothing to be done except to go through with it and live a life with her. <laughs> um, and of course, Mr. Sheffield, as always, is completely oblivious. And he's like, I can't do that. I, you know, I just I really hope Miss Fine didn't take that proposal seriously. I think it was pretty obvious, like that that wasn't like, you know, in earnest. We cut quickly to Sylvia's apartment where Fran is literally in a fully fitted wedding gown <laughs> reviewing a guest list with Sylvia and Val. Um, and there's some really funny moments where like they're going through the guest list and they realize that um, like ba- because they had clearly planned for this wedding so many years ago that now a ton of the people on the list are dead. And Fran goes, Ma, you know, this might mean we can spring for the double stuffed potatoes because <laughs> the guest <laughs> list will be smaller. She also wants to play she also wants to play that funky music white boy to be her first dance, which I thought was really funny. Um, I also thought um, she, uh, she goes, um, 
Fran's mom goes, oh, I can't believe I wore that dress when I was your age. And Fran goes, because the wedding dress, and Fran mm-hmm. goes, yeah, well, don't tell Mr. Sheffield that. No need to give him a crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she eats a bite of chocolate. And she eats chocolate, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but a, it I was very that funny. I wonder, yeah. too, so I have a question. Do you think that men really, like – look yeah. at oh. their partner's moms to be like, I was, this- I was always <laughs> raised by my mother who is like, when you meet a girl and you think she's the one, make sure you meet her mother first because whatever her mother looks like, that's what she's going to look like when she gets old. And I was like, okay. Noted. But, also, but I like also what if there's plenty of girls that take after their father's side, I'm sure. Like, I think it's just about like, you know, what at their base they're going to look like, you know? Like, obviously, <laughs> people can, like, work out more than their parents, and parents get, like, medical issues that, like, maybe the kids don't get, but I don't know. I don't know. That that actually mm. does frighten me. I will say this. <laughs> I've looked back at a lot of ex-girlfriends now and been like, oh, yeah, they do kind of look like their mom. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say, I will say this. Liz's mom is a babe. Or she is. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> this good. No, is. I think I think I've seen a picture of Liz's mom, and she's, she's like, a, she's a beautiful yeah. lady, and yeah, with like very still like stylish is what I think I yes. remember. Yep. Yeah. She's like very stylish, very like classy and well put together, and you know. Yeah. Well, my mom okay. wears moo-moos, so we gonna have so much to cut. <laughs> we're gonna we'll cut we'll cut. Okay, but then just as this is happening, Fran starts to realize that something was is off about this whole thing because Val's literally like, Fran, it's so crazy that he proposed to you. Like, especially when his mother was visiting, didn't you say that he would literally do anything to make her angry <laughs> or something like that? Like well, there's a great line where, where I forget what brings Fran to it, but it's actually Fran goes, don't you get it? He proposed to me to get back at his mother. And Val goes, Oh, and then there's a beat. And then she goes, well, it's a good thing she showed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Val goes, it's a good thing she came. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, um, Val goes, uh, oh, sorry, no, Fran goes, well, like, I can't marry him now. The proposal wasn't in earnest. And then, and then Val goes, really? You can't? Gee, you think you really know someone. <laughs> um, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But so, so Val's like, well, what are you going to do? And Fran's like, what any woman would, I'm going to mess with his head so bad. Yeah. He's going to look like Mr. Softy, which I don't know if Mr. Softy exists 
outside of New York. Well, the, the, it's like the curly ice cream yeah, cone head yeah, guy, like right? It's a swirly ice, swirly cream. ice cream guy. Yeah, yeah so I she, think everybody knows Mr. Frosty. Yeah, but basically she's going to spin his head around like so super hard, which then my note is this then sets up a scene with some of the most physical contact we've ever seen between Fran and Mr. Sheffield. Like, well, she – throws herself at him. <laughs> uh-huh. Because basically, so in the next scene, um, Mr. Sheffield knocks at knocks on the door at Sylvia's apartment and Fran opens it in this like super kind of like sexy like bride out bridal outfit. You know, it's all white mini skirt and she, she yeah, this one she throws herself at. She's like, I'm so glad you're here, darling. Kisses him and then he's like, Oh, wait, uh, wait, Miss Fine. I-, I mean, Fran. And she's like, What does it matter after the honeymoon? It's just gonna be, Arr. Wait, so it was, what was it? R is a pirate. What's the sexy way to do it? <laughs> Girl, <laughs> wait, <laughs> oh, no. what? <laughs> <laughs> she does that like sexy. Hey guys, now everyone knows way too much about my limited abilities to be oh a minx, but goodness. she's like, she's like, girl. She goes, Grr. yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's she rolls her tongue. She doesn't go, r. Yeah, she goes, r. That's it. That's that's the one that ladies do. To Hello, me matey. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, me se- me sexy too. I know, I knew that. I knew that's a lady. <laughs> me so excited to get you in bed. But yeah, so she's like throwing herself at him. And she's basically just- I hate really- the sea, but I love your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, give me, no, I was going to go for a semen joke, but I just didn't feel like it anymore. <laughs> I stopped halfway through it. But anyway, so she's like throwing herself at him and really just like laying it on thick that she's like so happy and excited that they're going to be married and he's getting like you know increasingly more guilty and feeling like he's being like he's increasingly getting dug in a hole and then he's like no wait miss fine miss fine as as literally she's on top of him on the couch like kissing his face and neck and he's like there's something i need to tell you and she's like i already know and I want my parents to move in with us too. Yeah. So she's just torturing him. And and then his mother arrives because clearly Fran had invited her over. And the joke gets – it just goes even harder because then yeah. we see Sylvia and uh, – Sylvia's clearly – and Val, they're both clearly like they've planned – yeah. Well, yeah. So it's like basically they're, they're just laying it on so thick and they're like, we're family now and this and that. And then – Mrs. Sheffield basically goes, you know what, Maxwell, like I, I know what you're doing. Um, you're just doing this to spite me. And she actually has some line where she says like, you don't raise a child for four years before you send them to boarding school and not know what they're up to. <laughs> so, uh, which I thought was funny, but she was like, you're just doing this to hurt me. Yeah. And, um, then Fran goes, oh, no, like, you know, I've lived with this man for almost three years and he would never do such a horrible thing to me. So now she's just really giving him the guilt trip. Um, and she was like, you know, th- you know, this would be so hurtful that literally nothing he could ever do could make it up to me. <laughs> Except a Caribbean cruise. Um, and that's when he kind of realizes that like – What's happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He realizes what's happening. And – um, he, he ultimately, he apologizes to Fran, but also, you know, his mother says like, you know, I know you despise me. And he's like, 
I don't despise you. And he's like, I don't, I don't actually know you well enough to despise you. And this is where I thought there was a slightly missed opportunity where I thought there was going to be like some kind of reconciliation between like mother and child, you know, sort of where it's like when his nanny came to visit, we thought she was really awful. But then at the end, we realized like there was a lot more to her than we realized. But then basically his mother is just kind of like, well, I'll be off. It's <laughs> just sort of like, there's no like, oh, you know, I, I tried to be the best mother I could. I wish I had done it differently. Or like, you know, I'll always love you. She just still stays shitty and leaves. <laughs> Dude, that was my one like big note on this episode is the the resolution of it all was so weird because there is none. Like she just acknowledges like I'm not in a very attentive mother. Goodbye. And then that's it. <laughs> Which, hey, maybe that's more realistic for real life, but it did maybe. feel weird in a yeah. sitcom. But so there, nothing about their dynamic actually changes. No, there's no closure there at all. They don't come to like a moment where she's like, you know what? I'm a real dick about this. And, yes. you know, and I'm proud of you for being a man and not going through with a fake wedding to a lady you don't really yeah. care about. Like. It or was she, very strange. She could have also potentially been like, you know, the fact that you felt the need to do this makes me sad, and right. you know, but I, yeah, I love you unconditionally. Right. I don't, I don't want to drive you to a fake wedding, like just yes. out of revenge, son. Yeah, no, but they, they really were like, yeah. all right, that's it. Yes, they really focused <laughs> twenty-two on, minutes. They really focused on the emotional arc being resolution between Fran and Mister Sheffield, which was actually maybe like less important given that it was like a mother or child dynamic happening well and also given that that aspect didn't even happen until like the second half like the setup seemed to be oh max is going to deal with mother issues and then instead halfway through the episode it's like this is a low-key max and fran episode yeah Yeah. so yeah that that was i i picked up on the same thing felt a little unsatisfied with that but so then you know the mother leaves um and he again apologizes to Fran and she kind of – she's like, it's fine. It's fine. And he's like, no, really. What can I do to make it up to you? And she's like, well – no, first she's like, nothing, nothing. You're insulting me. And then she's like, well, there are three things. She's like, firstly, don't tell Niles this was fake. Sorry. He goes – she goes, don't tell Miss Babcock this was fake for 48 hours. I promise, Niles. <laughs> and then she goes, also, um, you need to break it to my mother, which actually slightly confused me because – Earl. I had thought that Sylvia was in on it because she seemed to be also laying it on so thick. Agreed, but yeah. then I felt really bad that she actually was just so excited to <laughs> to meet to meet uh, Fran's future mother in law. Um, and then she says, "In the third is she goes, you can return this for me. I was going to wear it on our honeymoon." And then he looks in the bag and he goes, "This is just lip gloss." And she goes, "Suffer." <laughs> so <laughs> that's and that's the end. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is like kind of Great funny, ending. but but. You know what? Now that I'm also talking this through, also kind of weird that we don't address the fact that she was completely happy to marry him and then, and and would have just been like, great, this is my life now when we hadn't earned them ever saying I love you. We hadn't earned them falling for each other. Like it kind of makes me sad for Fran. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, like that's I a mean, big yeah. emotional – that actually like is a huge emotional – it is. And she then. was just like, whatever, at least it's finally happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it also felt a little – I mean, yeah, like it It felt a little like just written this way so we could have this 
conflict, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily earned. Because like in reality, based on where they are in their relationship, she she probably wouldn't have said yes, right? Like she would – neither of them – she's not self-aware enough to – no, she's in love with him or wants to be with him. So I think it like slightly undermines that when Agreed. she then accepts a proposal to mar- uh, for marriage. But regardless, you know, there was definitely, you know, th- that was the whole episode. There was definitely funny stuff. Um, but I, of what we've seen this season, it's not like in my top two, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. It was a strong episode, but uneven. Like there was some strong stuff in there, but it was very uneven. Yeah. And emotionally it was unsatisfying, I think, ultimately. Yeah, I agree. Because like, again, when I think of this show, like at its best, like I keep comparing it to the Maxwell's nanny episode just because there's like some parallels. Right. I Like I remember us talking about that episode and me being like, I got a little emotional. Yeah. Like, you know, like because the show has the capacity mm-hmm. to do that. But it'll, it'll also be interesting because it's like, as it gets a little zanier in ways that we enjoy, will it also start to sort of lose its emotional impact, which we also really enjoyed? Yeah, maybe, I mean, isn't maybe that yes, sort maybe of no. a, a natural? I don't know because I think of more like zanier sitcoms that I like, like um, you know, Thirty Rock or mm-hmm. um, Ma, um, uh, Arrested Development. You know, and those shows while some of my favorites that comes of all time, they never really got me in the feels, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it could also be that it they'll shift tonally episode to episode, which can be okay. Like, you know, when yeah. you have a writer's – there's lots of shows, you know, with writer's rooms where sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, that is a very, very, like, solid emotional episode. And, like, that's a really, really standout, hilarious episode, but where, like, nothing really significant happened in terms of, like, character arcs. So – I guess we'll – hey, man, guess good news. We've got over 100 episodes to find out (laughs) to answer this question. (laughs) And should we move on to segments? I think we should move on to segments. And now, segments. So, segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. (laughs) <laughs> okay that's um, our segment transition with Tori, Toria chokes clearing my <laughs> someone gives me the Heimlich you hear me gag a little it's out I'm okay I'm okay I'm okay <sighs> um that's like you know that that video of the woman the news reporter falling in the grapes and going ow 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 <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was a very very famous that was like when the internet was just during the spread yes. spread stuff like that I think she like I love lost that her one. job I think she like lost her job after that it was like bad oh no really is that true yeah something like Aww. that <laughs> we expect anyway oh, that got so, me sad I know I maybe that, who knows sad update early. <laughs> But so one of my favorite lines moments was um, when um, Fran is preparing for uh, Mrs. Sheffield's arrival, like after the flower shop, but before his mom's arrived, she goes, I had Grandma Yetta make her famous prune Danish because after – she goes, she's going to need it after all that traveling. And just the idea that like Fran's idea of a thoughtful gift for someone is something that will make them not be constipated. <laughs> like it's just very practical and thoughtful but also gross. I, and I also, like that. It was very Jewish in my mind. Yes, yes, yes. I was yes. like, that's mm-hmm. a very Jewish gift. It's like, yes. I'll help you with your constipation. <laughs> yeah. Like the idea that like, let's have lots of foods around the house that will, you know, 
help this person's bowels readjust. <laughs> um, and then when Ms., uh, Mrs. Sheffield is criticizing Maxwell's outfit and sh- he's not dressed well enough. And she's like, I can hardly tell you apart from the servants. And he goes, oh, well, that's easy. I'm the one actually working. <laughs> and then Fran is leaning on the counter, flipping through a magazine in the background. And she goes, ah, that's hilarious. I can't wait to tell Niles when he gets back from the track. <laughs> Which just also made me laugh. The idea that no uh, one's doing anything. No one's doing any work. I liked, um, um, there's a scene where Fran is talking to, um, to, uh, Mrs. Sheffield and Maxwell walks in and he goes, when did you two get so thick? Meaning like so close. Mm-hmm. And Fran goes, well, for me, it happened around 14, around the 14th, but she must have had salty nuts on the plane. Yes. So she thinks it means bloated. <laughs> bloated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I did, I did also really like that line where, she, where Mrs. Sheffield's like, I know what you're up to. A mother doesn't raise her son for four years before boarding school and not know, not know him. Like, yeah. so sad. Yeah. Um, no, that was, that was another line that I was watching with Elizabeth and she went, oh my God, four years. <laughs> yes. yes. And then, uh, well, and actually I really liked Mr. Sheffield's response to that where he's like, oh, that was you? I thought it was Niall disguised as Kim Novak. And then, <laughs> and then I just wrote, Niles and his relationship is so weird. I was like, did Niles like rock him to sleep when he it's was a It's so weird. It's <laughs> like so he's, weird. He's no, no, like, but then again, it makes me like laugh so much that he is probably so codependent on this man. <laughs> like yeah. almost like a like a, a mother and father substitute in his yes. butler. <laughs> yes. Well, he had a philandering father and a non-existent mother. I mean – yeah, so like the poor 10-year-old butler boy is like the closest he knows. To right, and he was like 10. I forgot that. <laughs> I know, but that's why also because, you know, Miles is the help, under cl- like lower class. Um, he's not that to, much older than him. <laughs> has to raise this boy who is now a child, like baby mate. I just love it so much. Um, there was a great Sylvia throwaway line when she's they're doing the fitting for Fran's wedding dress. And they're all like snacking and Sylvia picks up like a glass bowl and she just yells, Morty, can you stop sucking the chocolate off the raisinettes? I, I literally had it and then I deleted it because I was like, Sean's going to say. It's such a good line. It's such a – Morty, quit sucking the chocolate off the raisinettes. Like, and then putting them back in the bowl yes. is so gross and but also such a very specific funny character detail. So gross. Um. And then I think she delivers it so well. There's like a tired exasperation where it's like she's clearly yelled this at him before. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, and then uh, Yiddish. Are we ready Mm -hmm. for Yiddish? I am. So we had Mishpaka, which means family. Because Sylvia says Mrs. Sheffield, like, call me Ma. We're family. Mishpaka, and literally spits on his face. (laughs) She says it. Yeah. Um, and we also had Shmir. Which we had before. before. Mishpacha is a good one. I like Mishpacha. Mishpacha. That's like the that's a, one of the most Jewy Yiddishy thing words that I can think to say. You know? I, you know what? Oh, I actually had. I was going to share this with you. Uh, we got a new review where someone said, "Like, I feel like I found my Mishpacha," which was so cute. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, I, I really welcome, 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 welcome. You'll get to this episode in about you know. A year and a half. Shalom. You, you are part of our mishpacha. Yep. The nanny mishpacha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. The old Mr. Sheffield mishpacha. Oh, yeah. The old Mr. Chef mishpacha. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, I wish if we had been like more clever, we would have we would have titled our social media something like no that. one knows how to spell mishpacha that's true that's true i'm not even sure when i google it <laughs> exactly um, and then in terms of nanny trivia this yeah. just made me laugh one of the most commonly googled phrases when you search for the nanny is is the nanny a true story <laughs> which, <laughs> what? which like it's so funny because it's like it's a concept, it's, not like a movie. It's like a – but then I'm, I'm like maybe people are wondering if it's true to Fran Drescher's life, which oh, also maybe, makes no – Oh, maybe. Maybe that's what but, it is because her name is Fran and she plays someone named Fran. But also makes very little sense because then would she have been a nanny, then married someone, and then become an actress? Like it just, Yes. Like, like so – I don't know. It just, yes, like it, it before really she became an actress, this TV she she this was her life before she developed this TV show and sold the rights and then started. And then, yeah, I'm like maybe that's what someone means, or maybe they literally mean it in this stuff. Like this, you, you do when you see a movie and you wonder if it's a true is story. Is this a true story? <laughs> Oddly enough, that's also the most searched term when people are looking at Alf trivia too. The show Alf is this a true story? Also dinosaurs. Hey Willie. <laughs> Dinosaurs. <laughs> My baby. Knock to mama. Knock to mama. You know what? If we ever do another podcast like this, I would do dinosaurs. I would, I would do be- dinosaurs too. I really want to do Nightcore, but I can't get anyone interested to I do just, Nightcore with That's me. the thing. Is, is I'm shocked. It's a testament to Nightcore because it sounds so boring. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. It is like – 30 Rock before 30 Rock, to the point where 30 Rock did a two-episode arc where <laughs> they're obsessed with bringing Night Court back. Do you remember that? <laughs> I kind of do, actually. It's like Kenny is, like, obsessed with Night Court, and so they, like, recreate the Night Court set, and they, like, bring the cast back together. No. I mean, I'd watch an episode or two, but it's it doesn't so spark weird. joy. Dinosaurs would be a fun one to do, honestly. It that would, would be great. Because it's so weird, and I mm-hmm. think it's... Yeah, it's probably manageable. But anyway, well, it's we only a, I think it's only a two seasons long. Yeah, well, we could do it. It was oh, that, that would be a very fun one to do because it's so weird. There's, it's just all right. Let's weird. when we finish Danny, let's re, let's revisit dinosaurs. As a I, would. I would do dinosaurs. That would be fun. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, we'll call it. We'll we'll come up we'll, with a yeah dinosaurs or something. <laughs> um. But okay, and then for the Fran or the CC. I think this might be an episode where where neither I don't think there was anything specific about either of them that that spoke to me at least as it's the Fran or the CC in this one? Yeah. Mm. I mean, no, I mean I would never accept a proposal in this way and I don't think you would either. You know, like I, I it was yeah. so obviously not a good time to propose or the good reasoning to do it. That it was yeah. kind of shocking she even said yes in the moment. Yeah. And I yeah, I don't think either of us are the types who were like planning our weddings as little kids. Like what no. I mean, I to be fair, I guess that's that's more a trope of little girls and little boys, but like I mean, I was actually planning your wedding since I was a little kid. <laughs> I've been thinking about it since like 10 years old. And I appreciate that Thank because you. you know I don't like to plan things. That's right. So you've really <laughs> taken the load off there. We first met each other well into our twenties and thirties. <laughs> I was like, so this is going to sound crazy, but <laughs> I I think you have excellent taste, and I've liked everything you've thrown at me so far. What do you think of this crystal theme I'm going for? 
that would be fun if you got to plan someone else. I would rather honestly plan somebody else's wedding than my own. Mm. All right. Well, so you heard it here first, listeners. If you've got a wedding that you need planned, uh, give Toria Sheffield a call. Or you can find her on Oh Mr. Chef Pod, which is all of our social names, Twitter, Instagram. I don't think we have a TikTok, but Oh Mr. Chef Pod, if we did have a TikTok, that's what it would be. What could, what would we possibly even have to put know. on We wouldn't TikTok. put any, nothing. We nothing do else. have a very special, oh, you guys already saw it. You already, you already saw, saw it and you loved it and I really hurt my foot, but now it's long healed. So old story, old story. <laughs> yeah, it is an old story now, but uh, just some context for that video. Sean legitimately likes like was on crutches. I tore my calf and was on crutches (laughs) for a week after we shot that Laverne and Shirley gag and was leaving that Monday for Disneyland and had to do all of Disneyland in a wheelchair. (laughs) Which which after one day of pushing me in the wheelchair, Elizabeth was like, my arms hurt. This is too hard. And then I had to get one of those um, electric ones that I moved myself. (laughs) Oh yeah. Do you have pictures of that? I'll never show them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) Well, the thing is, the thing is, we'll also say this real quick. It was very funny because right, you know, my friend came over to help us shoot it. And Sean, no sooner did he tell us how the doctor had told him all these ways he needed to like uh, get himself into shape. And we kind of laughed about it. Like he's exaggerating. (laughs) Did he skip and break a leg basically? But it was unrelated to the other stuff. It was actually probably because you had been exercising more than it happened. But it it was very, it was a very funny thing where he was like, I'm old and this and that. And we're like, he's exaggerating. Meanwhile, I've lost 13 pounds since (gasps) I saw you last. Are you kidding me? Nope. I changed my diet. Actually, wait, I've been seeing these delicious, delicious meals that you guys have been posting. They look so good and they look so healthy. Yep. All right, wait, we should end the show and then I'll tell you about it. Okay. Uh, But yeah, everyone, (laughs) congratulate me on my weight loss. I'm doing a good job and I'm getting healthy so I live forever. (laughs) Yeah. And he's not going to be one of those old, gross, weird dads. He's going to be like a younger old dad. Yeah, younger old dad in, in good shape. Um, and as always, if you like the show, rate it and do the things on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And every once in a while, we put up like a fun poll or something on Spotify. I don't know if people have been seeing those, but I've been doing it because Anchor lets me do it. So check that out. And as always, we'll be back next week. And goodbye, Toria. Goodbye. The flashing girl from Flushing. <laughs> the flashing girl from Flushing. Any name, Fran? Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. <laughs>